Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Evening, gentlemen. Good evening or good morning, because this is obviously being released on a morning. Good morning, if you're listening in the morning. Chris is in one of their moods. Pedantic. No, I'm in a good mood. I'm in a very good mood. Still a bit fluffy from Friday's quiz. Are you really? Yeah. Come down with something, I think. You weren't for leaving, Chris. No. no. You have, you've literally got us struck off with YouTube. <laughs> the bouncers had him under the arm and he was kicking, kicking and screaming. One more I drink. Don't know, I, I, I don't know if it was the, the... I don't know if it's the songs that were that's got us thrown off YouTube or the disgusting eating of a kebab. Yeah, that, that's... Hey, I forgot that there was, there was a, a new idea spawned, weren't there? Yeah. Parky Eats or, or Parky Pigs Out was my was my take. John Eats. A new YouTube channel where John gets a different takeaway in each night and, and passes on his review. There's the legs in it. I'm more than happy to go for... Well, I'm, I'm willing to give it a whirl. Teriyaki Tuesday. If you could subscribe, like and comment, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Woodman part two, by the way. You said it were better, didn't you? You agree? Yeah. So I think I think quite a few did as well. A few, yeah. some, quite a few comments saying first one brilliant, second one even better. So people are starting to agree with you, Baldy. Thank you. Yeah. Caused a bit of a caused a bit of a media storm, didn't it? Not a storm, but the Newcastle stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Went, went a bit mad, didn't we? Ended up on mail online, didn't we? I think it was in the mail, the mirror. Uh, I know the local rags picked it up, and to, like you said, Chris, anything around Mike Ashley. Yeah, they love it. Don't they? Like hyenas, like hyenas, aren't they? On weight. Yeah. By the way, as well, he spoke well of the city, spoke well of the people, spoke well of Mike Ashley. Spoke well of the club, didn't he? Bless him. Yeah, well, it wasn't a case of him just coming on and slaughtering the club and what have you. No, no, far from it. More on the opposite side, he just said everything was brilliant, didn't he? Yeah. Well, we asked how on earth did he get an eight-year contract, and he, he told us the truth. Six Jager bombs, job done. Pass me a pen. Happy days. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll have a couple of slippery nipples, and we'll uh, we'll, we'll sign that eight-year contract, Mike. I did laugh at that picture you put up of Ashley with his top off, Chris. The, or was it a, a video? Eight more years. Yeah. <laughs> hey, a, a, a little shout-out to Craig Reardon, who tweeted us this week. Say it. He saw you doing your shopping, Chris. And I like oh, this. Yeah. I like this. You're committed to the cause. That's what I like about you, Chris. He said he saw you in the supermarket getting your wine and your fruit shoots in your under the cosh hoodie. Yeah, and I was it was Saturday morning, so I was still still half cut from the night before the quiz. And you wanted to say hello, but you had your earpods. And listen, Craig, don't get 
drawn in by them AirPods. No, he's not, he just, he's not listening. Just, to he's not on phone. He just don't want to talk to any fucker. Yeah. yeah. So that's why he's got him in. Did you see uh, Roy Keane and Jamie Redknapp having a bit of a? I haven't. Do you think? Do you think Jamie would have been quite so aggressive if it had been in the same studio? Or? No, no, no. And you know what? We we Roy Keane. You know, usual Roy Keane stern, stern face. But I reckon inside he's doing Roly Polies. He's yeah, like, I've got pants in it. I've got him here. I've yeah. got him. He's he's I'll going down that on. water slide. <laughs> he'd yeah, gone on his red nap. Oh, oh yeah. he did, he knew when he got him as well, and he just kept saying to him, "You only you only have to trap a ball to win in international these days." <laughs> you only have to trap a ball. Not He's the best Irish accent I've ever heard. I don't think. As soon as you drop your eyebrows, I knew there was a <laughs> Indian. Is he Roy Keane? Indian? <laughs> no, yeah, he got him on toast. Bless him, didn't he? Nick, so Nicky Forster today, uh, my old teammate, oh, the guy who's bath to a shit in. As the title suggests. Yes, I like what you did with that, by the way. Mm. But no, great lad. I'm great looking forward lad. to it. Yeah. Well, we've already done it. it. What do you mean you're looking forward to it? We've already done it. Well, I'm looking forward to everybody else hearing it and listening. <laughs> I always listen back to it again, like you know everybody I mean else that, in the morning. That, that mood, Chris. That yeah. Just needless. Just wait till, we, wait, wait till we ask him to come in. Oh, that's <laughs> going to break loose. From <laughs> 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 <Don't> fucking Zoom. <laughs> did you do Who Knows Wins? I did. The weekend, there was five lucky winners, 280 quid. I like that. A good spread, 280 quid apiece. Hell of a spread. Yeah. Yeah. For your fiver, 280 for your fiver. For seven, what did we get? Seven, eight, right? Eight. Eight correct results they got. Eight predictions correct out of ten. So well done, chaps. 281 pound. I've not checked what uh, how many I got. I've just looked at my balancing top right and it were exactly where it were at start of play. So I know I've been nowhere near. Yeah. Didn't even bother checking. There were two. No, I tell a lie. I tell. I tell a lie. You're telling a lie, John? Never. Never. Johnny Liar's telling a lie. (laughs) Oh. I'm telling you now, I do believe, and I do believe that I finished joint 53rd, if I remember right. (laughs) Yeah, joint 53rd plus £2.11. Well done. I want £2.11 I got back. Oh, well, well, look at that. 53rd, and he's still getting cash in the bag. There were over £2,500 in the pot this week, so I think we'll, we'll push in. We're pushing yeah. to get that higher this week. If you've not yeah, got involved, you pop you, yeah. you pop your fiver in the pot. Ten games, make your predictions. The top ten split the pot, so none goes to the bookies. It all gets split between us all. Fifty third, and I'm still I'm still getting a bit of money back for fifty third. Well, there you go. There you go. So just download the app on Google Play, iTunes, and uh, get involved. Have a bat. You only need to win it once. You only need to win it once, and it's happy days. Should we get Nicky in? Let's do it. Come on then, fuzzy let's have you. Nicky Foster, how are we doing? Thanks for joining us. All good. Glad to be here, I think. <laughs> I've not seen you for years, right? When you said we can do it in my gym, I was fucking petrified. <laughs> I'm thinking, you better not get me trying to do a fucking session. No, you ain't touched a weight since you've been in here, so nothing's changed. <laughs> Have you got a bath in here? Uh, no, shower. Shower? Yeah. yeah. We're going to go down that this. road, are we? We might as well start with it. Okay, let's we do it. We might as well start. Can you remember it? 
I do remember it. Yeah, it was a, a cold day. Come back to the, uh, the the training ground and and someone had run a lovely bath. It was uh, overflowing, just over the top, beautiful bath, full of bubbles. And I thought, I'll have that, didn't I? You told me you would have it. I did. So you got, it says, I'm going to get in that. I said, if you get in that, I'm going to fucking shit in it. <laughs> so I've gone for me impulse or whatever it were. So you were warned? I were warned. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I did think that the threat was real. <laughs> I did think it was real. But you were willing to find out? Oh, yeah, I got in it anyway. I was lovely. I was, enjoyed it for about three minutes, I think. And then <laughs> round the corner, it was just like part of the bath was obscured by the wall. It was tucked into a little sort of um, nook, really. So I was sat back there, head on the edge, froth all around my chin. And then this Coke can-sized turd. Just thumb it up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. was it a paw? I'd scooped. And so I basically... Scoop and drop. Yeah. School, yeah. Full as well. What did you have for your tea the night before? Uh, I'm not sure, but I can't... It were quite... It weren't loose loops, but it was... Yeah, it was like a Coke can, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> in size and girth and everything. It was like... It's been, oh, it had obviously gone through a whole training session as well, which I don't understand how you get through training with that. You, you realise now where I could fucking run, don't you? <laughs> Having to do with your fitness... <laughs> fucking three quarters of a pound of shit in me. It didn't disintegrate at all. It, it, oh, held, well, it yeah, kept yeah. held well. But yeah. I'll be honest, I did get out. Straight out? <laughs> yeah, I got out. Dro- yeah. Drop straight in? No, I'll run another one. You never got in again though, did you? Uh, I don't think I did, but I would have done. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think I'd have taken the risk. When you've said that, I'd have gone, go on, you have it. I yeah, but when someone it. calls you out, you know what I mean? If you then yeah. don't go for it, every, you know, you lose a lot of cred in the, in the change room. So I thought, do you know what? If yeah. that's the price I've got to pay to get a new deal, <laughs> then I'll I do think, it. I think I meant to, it took some uh, thingy as well, by the way. It took some draining. So obviously, the shit's gone to the plug hole. No, it got stuck. Stuck. So yeah, I, meant to, I, meant to, I meant to get the swirl. Oh, oh, to no. break it up. But I, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's been asked of me a few times, actually. In fact, actually, when you, you've done, I think, a podcast or whether at some stage, or you brought it up before, haven't you? Yes. And told the story before. And after that, I had a no, number of people locally to me say, uh, this story, uh, is this true? And, uh, <laughs> so I've had to relive it a few times, obviously, <laughs> off the back of you, like, bringing it out. But uh, good stuff. No, thanks for letting us use the gym. That's all right. Listen, uh, I'm here most days, so uh, I'm not doing a lot at the, lot the moment. And so uh, it's good for me. It's good. Usually, like, to start on a positive note, but a little start. Did you have a bit of a phobia of playoffs? Never six? done very, yeah. Never done very well with it. In fact, I was a really good signing for clubs. I tell you why, because nearly every time I left the club, the following season they got promoted. <laughs> so I left Arsenal and they got promoted the next year. I went actually. I went to the game at Wembley when Dino scored the volley, and we're about three hours into the game. I was thinking, is nobody going to recognise me? I, did not <laughs> I sat in the crowd with them all. And no one recognised me at all. The whole time. Did you have your shirt on as well? Jeez. Oh, In the end, I was like, took my cap off. I was like, no one, uh, say hello. No one said hello say at all. Uh, so I left Brentford. They got um, promoted. Uh, left Reading. They got promoted. Um, so I'm actually a really good signing. Do you know what I mean? Sign me. No, it's just, just give me a six-month deal. Fuck me off and then get promoted. Promote is guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't come through a youth setup though. Did nah, you picked up no, in non-league? Was, uh, yeah, non-league just, and you could tell that all the way through my career because my technical ability was poor, but I was just quick, greedy, eye for a goal and sort of made a career of it, really. Worked so, hard. Uh, I remember you Yeah, I mean, hard. I'll be honest. I, did, I used to like playing up front with you. Yeah, I mean, my skill set was not great, but I was just like um, hungry, 
fucking brash and fucking, as I say, greedy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And fucking rapid. Do you know what I mean? So. Uh, Do you reckon it set you up well <coughs> for the professional game? Do yeah. A bit more, yeah, give I mean, you a bit more hunger. I mean, listen, I listened to uh, Pep Guardiola talk and, and say, you know, when someone, when they won the, a cup game against the lower league team, you know, you boys in the higher league. But he said, everyone's come from there, which we all have, if we forget that, you know, wherever. When we're kids, we all play Sunday at the morning, parks yeah. on the Sunday morning. So, you know, they're just, he said, we're, we're just lucky enough to have got just to that promised land, if you like, and those great places. So I'm no different than anyone else. I loved football when I was eight and I went out and played it and uh, I was in the worst dressing rooms in, you can imagine. I've been there, done that. And But yeah, I mean, does it help? Yeah, I mean, I think it helps us all, doesn't it? Do you know mm. what I mean? But I mean, I'd only played for the team, Hawley Town, for four or five months. I'm still, you know, a kid. I mean, it was, it was a real case of right place, right time, you know. We played against Gillingham as a pre-season friendly. And I'll never forget it. They said two or three days beforehand at training, I was, I was playing for the youth team, the manager of the first team came up and said, look, we've got Gillingham on Saturday, Tuesday, whatever day it was, coming up in three days' time. Any of you youth team boys would like to play in the second half just as an experience to play against the pro team. So he actually asked you? He, he asked the whole squad. And not a single player went, yeah. Everyone was like, oh no, don't want to do that. Do you know what I mean? We were, we were the under-18s, right. so we were all 17, 18, and then <clears> we were playing against Gillingham first team as a pre-season friendly for them. And um, no one said yeah, so I said, yeah, I'll have a game. Do you know what I mean? So I'll never forget the game. It's an unbelievable game because Hawley Town scored after about 45 seconds, running around, celebrating like scored, <laughs> you know what I mean? Won the World Cup, do you know what I mean? Ended up losing 14-1. <laughs> 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 Do you know what I mean? Um, but uh, but after I come on, I, I didn't think that I'd done anything that special. But I'd obviously done well enough for someone to say, "Look, the, the lad who come on, we'd like to take him for a trial." And you know what I mean. So if you talk about opportunities in life, and life, you know, you know, what have you got to lose? And if I'd done that, and hadn't done that, I never would have, yeah, you know, yeah. got. Because I mean, when I look back on my career now, for all for all the things I sort of achieved getting promotions for everyone else when I left and things like that. Um, <laughs> the thing that I'm probably most proud of is the games I played, 700 odd, 721 I think it is, and over 200 goals. They're the things I'm most proud of, I think. I look back and because of my entry into football was a bit of right place, right time, I always thought, you know what, I'm privileged to be here one way or another. And it ain't that cliche because I always, I had that arrogance and saying I'm fucking good enough to be here, but I was privileged, do you know what I mean? And um, so I, I look back with all my clubs, all my managers and, and I think pretty good stuff on all of them, really. Yeah, that end of that first season was a crack with the fans. With the, was the turning on the players and arguments? Yeah, and I mean, the, the end of the second season, I'd done really well. I think I scored six in the first season, something like 18 second season. And I'll never forget, it was proper awkward. Um, because at the end, we stayed up right at the end. We, we won against Halifax away yeah. and drew with Hereford or something like that anyway. We managed to stay up by the skin of our teeth. And it was a home game and... We were in the sort of stand, the old wooden stand, and they were like, Forster, sign a contract, Forster. And I was thinking, oh, God, this is awkward. Do you know what I mean? Because I had <laughs> half an idea. You that knew that you were going. Brent, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And the, the, the Jules fans now, even now, still hate my guts. They hate me. I went, I played a testimonial for Jim Stannard there and about, I don't know, 10 years after I left, and they booed every touch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need this. I mean, uh, it was like... End of May, I was testimonial for a geezer and I was getting booed every touch. It was like unbelievable. And they, someone said recently, they said the reason why they held against me because my agent, Eric Hall, said that he weren't going to leave, he was going to stay. And I thought, well, 
I mean, he's just he's just left us, Eric. God rest his soul. But I thought, well, knowing Eric, he's never going to say that because it would be turning himself out of a few quid. So, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? Well, so, and he was the one with the cigar. Yeah, 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 yeah Eric's a monster. Big yeah. character, yeah. Yeah, he was brilliant. Eric was, I mean, the amount of times he called me a schmock. Yeah, don't be a schmock. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he was typical, you know, agent. He, he went into, I remember him going in to see Trevor Francis when we signed for Birmingham. And we sat down and, hello, hello. He said, obviously... We've got to sort me out first, haven't we, Trevor? <laughs> <laughs> so I sat there before they negotiated my deal whilst he was negotiating his deal. Well, yeah, uh, I'd like that little, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> me and my old man sat there thinking, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his numbers are going up. Yeah, and I know, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was exactly not. that. It will have been. Unbelievable. But I tell, you, I tell you what, you know, he never done a bad deal for me. Eric, he, Did you have him all the way through? Pretty much, yeah. I'd never had a contract. I mean, every agent I've ever go in front of, they want you to sign a contract. Yeah. And I, every single agent, I said, I tell you, I tell you now, I ain't going to sign a contract. If you do me a good job, I'll do a good job for myself, and then you'll get money out of me, and we'll work like that. You do a good job, I'll stay with you. If I do a good job, you'll stay with me. And I was with Eric 14 years. Yeah. Well, Did you not just wear a big jacket? Uh, he wore oh, Larry like, Gear and yeah, yeah, like that. I mean, he, he, he used to. He was one of uh, the Tottenham boys with Venables yeah, over yeah. in the eighties and yeah. that, weren't he? And all that. I mean, he took us up one day. He'd never tell us what his age was, but he took us for his either his fortieth, fiftieth, sixtieth. I don't know what birthday <laughs> it was, but we went to Scribes, which was the old nightclub in London where Venables and all the Tottenham boys and they were all there. And Britt Eklund was there because he was good friends with Britt Eklund. You know what I mean? For yeah, me, was the actress. Yeah. yeah, she was a Bond girl. Do you know what I mean? Oh. So it was like just a different level for someone who's kicking a ball for Brentford. Hell. Did he pick you up just I got, at I got to know him through a, a friend of mine who's a local boy, who, who, Ian Pierce, who played for Blackburn and uh, So did he, have, did he have the notoriety then? Was he knocking around yeah, yeah, at, I mean, yeah, at I mean, the top end as yeah, well? Oh, yeah, he was, yeah, he, he was, he was, um, he was agent to the stars. He was Freddie yeah. Mercury's agent and uh, Mark Boland's agent. And I mean, yeah, I mean, he's, you go so in we his all, house, we he all had gold discs all the way down his hallway. And uh, we all do respect them for that. How did he come across a young kid at Gillingham? I don't know. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? If yeah, he's, I, I think he's just sniffed out money. Do you know? I just mean? took he a chance on you. Yeah, yeah. I think so yeah. But yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not losing out. Yeah, he was good as gold. Do you know what I mean? As I say, I, I, fucking, I love him. I really do. He's a great lad. Great fella. What was she like? That Brit Eklund? Put uh, the football bit off. A million dollars. Yeah. Looked a million dollars, but I was up against Tim Sherwood and Les Ferdinand, and I mean, I was about. No chance. I, I weren't in the starting eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't I, was, I, I was at North Ferriby on a Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting to Brentford. The step up. Yeah. Was you um, ready for it? Yeah. Do you know what? It just clicked straight away. Just felt home there. Just felt real good. You know. And Dave Webb was the manager, and. Uh, I mean, it was, just, it was just a whole new sort of, uh, a whole new thing. It, before, it was just playing football, enjoyed it. And, um, you know, it, it just it then got a little bit more serious because I just was doing really well. We were flying at the top of the division. First time I've sort of noticed success. I mean, but, I mean, Webby, you know, the ex-sort of Chelsea player, do you know what I mean? I remember one day, like, one of the Cray brothers died and Webby's pictured on the Monday or the Sunday in the News of the World right at the front of the cortege walking along the street with the coffin and that because he was good friends with all those sort of East End gangsters and we were like he used to bring his um, 
He used to bring his big Mercedes into training, open the boot up and say, boys, I've got some shirts here for you. And he used to sell like <laughs> shirts. Is the manager? Yeah, to the lads. Like, that's a tenner, that one, that's 15, that one's 20, that one. Like dress shirts? Yeah. I thought your shirts. Yeah, Ralph, no, Ralph Lauren shirts. I'm not buying a fucking Brentford top. Get me the script, round. Yeah, yeah but, uh, and, and we just we just rode the crest of the wave. It was, it was amazing. It was good. And... Uh, Brentford at that time, you know, they just they've moved, haven't they? Now and got this new stadium, but we were the old sort of spit and sawdust stadium, wasn't it? Pub on each mm. corner, Brentford. They always used to say that we had um, um, Stan Bowles was good friends with with Webby from QPR days, and a guy called uh, I think his name was Dave Thompson, winger, and they used to come training on a on a Thursday. So to be lining up on a pitch on a Thursday for five side next to Stan Bowles playing next to him, it was just like something else. It was like. What, they used to come in for the crap, right? Oh, uh, mates of, yeah, so they, they used to come on on a, a Thursday and train. Webby used to train. Um, Stan Bowles, Thompson, the winger, these all sort of 70s icons. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Stan Bowles was unbelievable. <laughs> stay behind, say, Foz, do you want to stay behind, do a bit of training, do a little bit of this, and been taught by Stan Bowles. I mean, he couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't move, and he didn't know what he was talking about because he was half the time. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean, he's brilliant, Stan. Great character. Did you like a night out? Huh? Did you like a night out? Do you know what? Never really a massive like one for that. It was more like, um, do you know when we when we went away, uh, sort of, you know, when it was time to drink, I'd have a good drink. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But I won't. I, I tried to sort of be as clean as I can. Some points. Do you know what I mean? Just certainly during the season. I mean, it always amazes me now, like when players have like seven, eight weeks off over the summer, get smashed. Do you know what I mean? Come back pre-season. First thing you do is go away and go out on a piss. Do you know what I mean? Um, you wouldn't do that as an Olympic athlete. Nah. No. But, so you think, oh, we've done a couple of weeks of hard work with you and I. Yeah. When really? But having said that, all our best stories come from those <laughs> nights out. <right? laughs> come from those yeah. nights out. I remember talking about that pre-season training once. I remember we uh, we were at, um, I was at Brighton, and uh, <clears throat> we've uh, we've we've gone to Ireland, and uh, we come down first morning. Mickey Adams was manager. Um, uh, Dean White was assistant and all the staff. They said, like, finish your breakfast, boys, on the coach for 10 o'clock. Okay, 10 o'clock leave. So anyway, we've all come, come out, gone on the coach. The staff were still in the hotel in the foyer there doing their last bits of prep for training. So anyway, we've all filed onto the coach. The coach driver didn't know us from Adam. Do you know what I mean? So we got on there. Is that everyone? So uh, someone from the back's gone, yeah, that's us. None of the staff had got on. <laughs> So the guy shuts the doors, drives off, <laughs> drives off down the road, about three miles down the road, pulls up at this football pitch and says, there are boys. So we've got out, we've got all the bibs out, the balls out, we've set up a little game. We started playing a game of football, about 45 minutes, Mickey Adams and the others have jogged down, taken them 45 minutes to get down. And uh, he said, you can put the balls away, boys, he found this hill. And he ran us up and down this hill for about an hour and a half. <laughs> Every single time we got to the hill, up the top of the hill, we was waiting. We set off in twos, up the top, back down, up the top, back down. Every time we got up the top there, he went, funny, is it, boys? Funny. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> but I'll never forget, though. Stupid thing was, we set up a game of football. I don't know why we didn't just sit there and... Play cards on the coach or something. <laughs> After an hour and a half up until you were like, oh, the fucking hell said. Yeah, that yeah. was yeah. Which fucking asshole said oh, that? Yeah. But it was one of those things where as we was going down the road, someone, everyone was looking thinking, is someone going to say, uh, we need to go back, we've left the staff behind, but no one did. So. Yeah. It's like Aggie Boff, innit? Yeah. yeah. Do you remember Gus Hurdle? 
Yeah, Gus was a Gus was a funny one. You know how Gus? Uh, I remember us training on the side of the pitch, and, and Gus walked up, and he was a bus driver, so he had his London Transport uniform on. So he said, "Mr. Webb, can I have a, a moment of your time?" And he said, "Yeah, what can I do for you, son?" So he said, "I'd like a trial." He said, "Put it in writing if you want a trial." He went here, and he had it ready to go in writing in his pocket. And uh, so he come over. He come over from. He finished his shift. Pulled over on with balls. No, nope. he'd finished his shift. Dropped the bus at the depot just up the road from the training ground. Walked down from the depot. Had the letter in his pocket. He said, write me a letter. He said, there's your letter. He said, come training tomorrow. Come so on. do you think it was the fact that he got the letter already prepared that yep. he thought, fuck it, I'm going to give yeah, this kid a, a try? Play. Yeah, fair play to this kid. He's prepared. Yeah. He's, he's now the, one of the main men at EA doing the FIFA game. Is he? He's an executive yeah, producer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because there was yeah. a feud that time. There, at the time, we had Andy Anser, who come from uh, Southend on loan, because Dave Webb was ex-Southend. And um, uh, um, Andy Ants has gone on to do loads of filming now, and he does stuff is, for. Is that uh, the un- unbelievable Techers fella, the yeah. Rooney? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was so this he good uh, hurdle any good then? Did he make uh, it? No, he's, bad. He's, he's awful. <laughs> <laughs> Get back on the bus. He <laughs> <laughs> went back to fucking driving all over London. Threw <laughs> <laughs> on the buses. <laughs> Fair play to him though. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but Webby, going back to Webby, I mean, as I say, he was from South End, so his link with South End was strong, done really well. Um, like Birmingham, um, so he had like um, Ricky Otto and people like that, boys who were really hungry, do you know what I mean? And and done well. I was with Ricky at, um, at Birmingham, but Webby um, had a deal with there was a girl um, at um, High Tech who were based in uh, South End, so every he had a deal with them as well, so he had fingers in so many pies and. You know what I mean? Earning money out of all of them, I'm sure. Uh, you have his fingers in her pie? Or? I don't know about that. I don't know, about that. I don't know Penny very well, so uh, I'm not too sure about that. But I know that out of every single player at Brentford wore high-tech boots. Every single player. Bar one player, Brian Statham, who's a young lad that we got, and fullback from Tottenham. Right, flash, smart little boy. You know, he's, he's super cool he was. And um, he had a deal with Mizuno, and he had a bad game once. And I remember Webby looking at him saying, "Look at you, fucking sitting there in your fucking Mitzi Munos." <laughs> <laughs> and we're all sitting there thinking, "Thank fuck, I've got the Itex on." <laughs> First time I ever thought that. <laughs> First and last. Yeah, they were shame, weren't they? Yeah. Itex. The with a big boots. white tongue. Yeah, and they had the purple sign. Yeah. Fucking awful boots. Thank <laughs> like, fuck, I've got them on. <laughs> Mitzi Moon. I swear, every player in the squad had IT. I mean, you'd never. Did you get them free or did you have to buy them? Uh, no, they were. No, we had to buy them, but we got them like cheap. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's almost <laughs> like you're wearing them, you're wearing them, you're wearing them. Did anybody properly cross him to the point where he lost his head? No. Not single, not, not anyone that I know. I mean, and, and there was uh, Shane Wesley, great big, massive centre half. Do you know what I mean? I mean, Webby started on him one day and I thought, you know, but no, no one. I never saw anyone. Pair up against no one, duh. There's normally it's a respect thing in it that you don't answer back the managers or whatever, but yeah, with that, you think I'm gonna get a film. How many times have you seen that? I'm just gonna keep my mouth shut. Mm. How many times have we seen that? Yeah, I mean, I've seen players rowing with managers loads of times, but never with him. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It almost like his reputation preceded him. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, I mean, we were we were a fairly young squad, which might have been one of the reasons he could manage that that squad. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, he had us. You know, outworking teams, outrunning teams, and just playing the way he wanted us to play, and it happened to work. Why didn't he go on then? Do you think, as a manager? Um, 
I don't know. I think he tried. I think he tried a couple of times, but um, maybe maybe because that is limited. And nowadays, as an approach in football, you can't do that. Yeah. You, know, you wouldn't get away with it. No, they? you can't. No. Players have grown in terms of their strength, haven't they? In terms of vocal and uh, the control that they have mm. nowadays. Uh, it's, it's Player power. Yeah, there's mm. no doubt about it. Big time bastards. That's what it is. Must be a big contrast. From obviously went from Webb to, to Trevor Francis. Yeah, I mean when I signed for um, when I signed for for Birmingham, I mean I reeled off some of the players in the squad: Mike Newell, Steve Bruce, Barry Horn, Anders Limpar, um, Gary Ablett. I mean their their well, names. There, well, you've been mm. watching on match at day on a Saturday night. I mean, yeah, and uh, I mean I remember Anders Limpar copping the arsehole once because. Um, one of the golds who, who owned the club then um, wouldn't let him land his helicopter on the training ground. <laughs> <laughs> and I was driving but the hurdles turning up in his buzz. <laughs> I was driving a Vauxhall Calibre. Calibre. <laughs> I think it's third world problem, son. <laughs> but yeah, because uh, the, the gold wanted to, he was only allowed to land it on the training ground 28 times a year or something, and then you have to get like a proper helipad made, and so he, he turned it down to Anders Limpar, and it was like unbelievable. Um, but I mean, that was the first, and, and for me, it was the, the, not just the, the personnel, but the size of the club. Birmingham, the fans, when they're all singing, you know, we're off to parties and la la. You know, it was just like, oh, this is, it's almost like some gladiator going around in, out in the arena thinking, oh my God, this is overbearing <laughs> yeah. to a point. And, um, so did you struggle when you first went then? No, nah, well, the answer is no. Nah, I'd done well, played with Big Kev up front, and I scored three and three and snapped my cruciate. And uh, I never forget Brucey, and I snapped the cruciate against South End, and um, I'd scored with with one, two one or something, um, about ten minutes to go, and I, I remember thinking, oh, I've done something here, you know what I mean? Physio, come on, and uh, we'd used all our subs up, so they put me in at right back. I mean, what a waste of <laughs> for me being at right back. I'm the worst defender in the world, and the ball got. Keeper fizzed the ball out to me, threw it out to me, deep in injury time, and I've just launched it upfield. You only got one knee. And Bruce has gone, fucking, fucking run it up the line, you lazy fucking this. And I'm thinking, fuck, I've only got one knee. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't say nothing to Brucey. Anyway, two days later, I got diagnosed with a snapped ACL. And Brucey come up to me and went, I fucking owe you an apology. Do you know what I mean? Fucking hell. I thought you'd fucking just tweaked your knee. I said, no, I knew that. But, you know, I mean, and, and the answer to your question, in that's when you know it's a big club. It took me six months to come back. When I come back, they'd signed Paul Furlong, Peter Unloved, Dealey Adebola. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm straight, yeah. I'm fourth choice, straight I'm, away. I'm just trying to think of the manager's thought process. If you've done your knee, but why would you put you at right back? Why are you not just to keep you up front? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Trev, I like, I, I, I've got a lot of time for Trev, but he used to say things, we'd be 2-0 down, and he put me on in the 93rd minute, and he'd say, go and get me at trick, son. <laughs> <laughs> With two minutes to go. I'm looking at him thinking, are you, are you fucking for real? <laughs> go and get me at trick, son. Yeah, we, we've had people on and have said... Never meet your heroes. He was one of the perfect examples. Mm. Mike, was it Jeff? Mm. Jeff used to love him as, a, and then Mike, he said, he, said he, was a he was a bomb scare as a uh, mm. as a manager. Yeah, mm, I mean, I, he was. He's an intelligent guy. He, he, do you know what? He just couldn't. He found it hard to relate to some of the younger ones. You know, what I mean, I remember him saying to Paul Devlin once, and Devs was a, you know, a little sort of ferocious little sort of ball of fire wasn't he Devs the way he raised yeah you know what I mean he was a Birmingham boy through and through blue nose do you know what I mean loved the, the club and, and still does now he's patron for the club or, or an ambassador for the club and do you know what I mean and um, 
I remember Trev round the dinner table once saying to him, um, Dev, uh, have you ever been to New York on Concord? And he was only about 23 years old. <laughs> Dev just walked off going, fucking hell's he on about? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And, and that's where he couldn't what, relate that, to well, him. Not, not being big time. But no, it, it wasn't. It, it, that it was the way he was. I mean, every Christmas he'd go off for four days. We'd have a game on the Saturday and then we didn't see him until the Thursday. And he'd fly off on Concord with his family and do some Christmas shopping in New York. And that was his lifestyle. Don't forget, he's the first million. Yeah. Yeah, we all know that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the riches that... But he was, he was so far removed. I remember his, his lad came in and uh, James, his lad was, turned. I think he's an agent, football agent. And... Uh, I remember someone saying to him, what do you get for Christmas, James? He said, tennis court. Fucking <laughs> 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 tennis court. <laughs> I thought it was my year, I got a Louis Vuitton wallet. <laughs> first one. <laughs> it's the first bit of Louis. <laughs> got a tennis court. <laughs> uh, but it, but it, it weren't, it just, that, it just thought everyone were like that. Yeah, I think he just lost touch, I think, and, and found it sometimes difficult to relate to the ones that were on that journey up rather mm. than uh, you know been up there I mean to ask someone I mean I mean I mean how many of us would even if we had done multiple journeys on Concord would say to someone have you ever been to New York on Concord I mean it's not the sort of thing you throw out over a table of 15 people yeah. you might support someone and say oh listen you want to go to Concord it's unbelievable you know I mean but <laughs> you wouldn't throw it out there in front of everyone because it's almost like he's, Deb's thought he was mugging him off yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean what Fit- Bruce like uh, Brucey was. Um, had, he been, had, he, had he been at Manuel here? Or had, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he yeah, was on his way down. Yeah, I mean, Brucey used to. Um, I don't fucking know, do I? Yeah, Brucey, <gasps> used to, Brucey used to turn up to um, training <laughs> and he had this massive, great um, Merc, whether it was his and he had a driver or it was the driver's, I presume now. I thought it was his and he hired a driver, but I presume now he's just paid someone with the car to drive him in. And he'd pull up to the training ground and. He'd get there half hour early and still sit in the back and go for all the papers. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Didn't want to come in and speak to us. <laughs> <laughs> Brucey! Brucey, try <laughs> But, um, I mean, he used to, um, he never used to warm up. Brucey never warmed up. He, he, lads were all going out there. Do you know what I mean? I was a young kid. I was 22, 23. And, you know, even it doesn't sound like that young, but you are young when you're being given these new experiences mm-hmm. and going from one thing to another. And uh, we'd all be out there <coughs> uh, warming up, doing our little doggies, little sprints, this, that, and the other. Brucey wandered in and had a bath. As he, we were going out, he just wandered in and sat in the bath for about 30 minutes, read the paper, pushed his piles back up his arse. And then came out <laughs> <and played. laughs> you ever shit in it? Huh? You ever shit in Brucey's bath? No, no, I didn't actually, no. no. But he, and, and then he, he, he played like, fucking, he always played. Do you know what I mean? He had this great knack of when the ball come up from their goalkeeper, of just nudging the forward and then stepping back off and chesting it down and playing out and looking a million dollars. He could have done that all, you know, he did that all, every game, unbelievable. That's not the best preparation, is it? A bath before... Well, it warms everything up, doesn't it? So he, he just, it just got him sort of loosened up and, and got him going, so... Uh, isn't that what Cossie were getting older? Do you think he did that one at Manuel with Fergie? I don't know. I, to be honest, I never, I, I didn't like, after he gave me a bollocking when I'd done my cruise I didn't like talking to him. <laughs> 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 what was the uh, the crack at the strip club while you were Birmingham? Oh, we, we used to go away. I mean, um, every year we used, we used to go away and uh, we used to go Port Port Benoos and um, I, I mean, geez, one year we went into a strip bar and uh, we're all in there and Paul Tate I don't know if you remember Tate who was an absolute nutter do you remember him scoring at Wembley yeah. and pulling his top over I've like burning all shit on the villa 
I mean, he was he was Birmingham yeah. blue nose through and through. Yeah. Well, he's coming to this strip bar, and he said uh, we were like all oh, the lads having a drink and all like that sort of business, and. Uh, he, uh, Tatey went and sat down the other end. So he said, Tatey, you come? He said, nah, 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 you're all right. I'm, I'm down here. So he stayed down the other end of the bar. Turns out his, his sister was one of the girls dancing. <laughs> <laughs> and all the lads are like, yeah. <laughs> and another fiver in, do you know what I mean? <laughs> in the slot. <laughs> and he's down the other end. He's like, fuck this. Uh, but I remember going to, uh, we went to one, we went to one uh, lap dancing bar. I went with, with three of high profile boys, so I, I won't kill them, but uh, I, I went along. I was little Nicky Forster, do you know what I mean? From Brentford, do you know what I mean? We all had our baseball caps on, do you know what I mean? But I'm thinking, I'm safe. You know, I've got three quite high profile boys here you know, that are, are certainly more high profile than me. So I'm walking in this bar, we've got a drink, you know, we're wandering around. Someone comes up and goes, I know you, to me. I'm thinking, oh my God, you're, what's the, what's the, he went, you're Martin Granger, aren't you? <laughs> well, Martin Granger was a fullback at Birmingham with us. So I, I was at Brentford with him and I'd come. So there's me thinking, yeah, I am, mate, yeah. <laughs> Something imperfect. So anyway, when I've got back, I'm walking along. Grange has pulled me. He said, I fucking heard what you've done. So within five minutes, he's pinned me up against the wall. He's grabbed me. He said, if my fucking missus finds out, I'm fucking this. He said, I'm going to fucking give you an <laughs> Never forget, but you're, the, you're Martin Grange, aren't you? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. thinking free pass. <laughs> Off. Yeah. <laughs> don't know why I needed this. <laughs> uh, what, 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 what? David Gower there, the Pong guys. Yeah, yeah, and um, we went uh, we went down to Plymouth because Trev is from Plymouth originally, and we went pre-season down there to the Navy barracks, HMS Drake, and it's where all the field gunners do, you know, the, the Royal Tournament. Yeah. They take the cannon apart and make these guys are just unbelievable. Yeah, and I remember, it, yeah. like, I mean, look, if they forget the pin that holds the wheel on, they put their finger in there and sometimes they lose their finger and think, I mean, they're fucking rock hard, these guys. I remember on the coach, this beautiful coach, all that sort of up here with our fucking polo shirts on, her Webby's fucking... (laughs) 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 shirt, you know what I mean? (laughs) And as we pulled in, do you know what I mean? They'd just finished one of their runs, these field gunners, and they looked up and there's three of them was like, fucking wankers, (laughs) you know what I mean? I was like, whoa. But anyway, we've gone down there, assistant manager, I remember uh, Ian Bowyer, said, um, Robbo, uh, Gaffer wants a word with you. So he's gone down, Robbo's gone off, gone down there. So Bassey, come next one, Bassey down there. And Fozzie, uh, so I've walked down. So I've walked in and there's this sort of meeting room in the hotel and there is Trevor Francis, manager, Mick Mills, assistant manager, Ian Bowyer, coach, manager, assistant manager, who you expect them to be there. Ralph Gold, David Gold, and then there's David Sullivan, who... Um, West does, Ham now, yeah. yeah, and he does like he's the porn empire, he's the, yeah. and his wife Eve Vorley, who's a page three girl, yeah, stood sat on the end. So they're like, okay, Foz, uh, what do you think for the season? End of pre-season, coming season up. So, okay, yeah, I think I could do this. Uh, I think I could do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, we think you can start pushing for a t- place in the team. Yeah, yeah, I think I can. Thanks, thanks <laughs> you know what I mean, young kid, and then. Eve Vorley says, we do think a lot of you, we think. And I looked at her and thought, I'm getting advice on how to play football from a page three girl. <laughs> <laughs> this is just unbelievable. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, thank you, Miss <laughs> Thank you, Miss Vorley. <laughs> I'll take it all on board. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I walked back on the coach, they went, 
did you just get told how to play football by Paige Frigo? I went, yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> He's probably thought I'll let her have a little bit. I'll, yeah. let, I'll, I'll yeah. let her have a little minute, minute, minute. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Unless they all sat around together and went, Eve, at the end, for a bit of banter, tell him what you think. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, yes, thank you, Mrs. Bowley. Thank you. <laughs> I was Peter on love because he was, he was unbelievable on his day, wasn't he? But yeah, nudie. On and off. We used to call him Peter. Yeah, he was. Um, what he could do with the ball was just ridiculous. I remember he used to do this thing where he just sort of spun round, pirouetted, and the ball used to like just stay to the instep of his ball, and he'd spin round and come out the other side with the ball. It was just unbelievable. I mean, he was a he had a great sort of name for himself coming to us because he, he'd been at Coventry, and I think he scored that trick against Man United. And do you know what I mean? It sort of catapulted him to suit of stardom. But he was um, from Zimbabwe, and he was like um, a legend in Zimbabwe. I mean, like when you drive around Zimbabwe, apparently, like there's great big, um, you know, um, signs on the side of the road with his face uh, promoting a toothpaste, or well, it wouldn't be toothpaste, wouldn't it? Be? But um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> promoting uh, some product or yeah. something like that. He, he was brilliant, but um, <clears throat> I mean, he, he was unbelievable. I remember he. he um, he had an M3 car when the first M3s come out and it was like, you know, this super-powered car. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was just like unbelievable. Do you know what I mean? I was in a Vauxhall Calibra, as I say, or something <laughs> like that. And he, he had this M3 and it was like um, a beautiful coloured purple and he was... Uh, he was driving in from Coventry and back to Birmingham. So it wasn't a huge mileage, but he was knocking, I don't know, 50, 60 miles on it, 70 miles a day. Do you know what I mean? Paul Furlong said, Nuddy, why don't you just like buy a runaround? Do you know what I mean? Get you to training and back. And then like match days, you know, just bring your M3 in or something like that. And that's what Furs used to do, fly up and down the M25 and up the M1 uh, from London. And, and, and Furs had an escort. So Nuddy said, yeah, good idea, Furs. So um, he went out and bought another M3. <laughs> 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 he bought a second M3. He bought an M3 to keep Miles mileage off his M3. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. He's turned up with another M3. Unbelievable. But, uh, yeah, rumours had it as well. He had he had a girlfriend and um, he he had a lady back in 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 back home and uh, he had he uh, he had uh, this lady stayed with him at his house. His girlfriend stayed at his house and he had a a load of. Um, a load of uh, photos of this girl and things like that. And then when the uh, the other lady came in from, from Zimbabwe, he put those frames away and put them up in the loft and bought another box out and oh. put them round the ass. <laughs> 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 I, never, I never met either of them, so I don't know, I don't know whether it's true or not. Imagine that, oh, yeah. you, wouldn't, you wouldn't need Athel, would you, yeah. thinking? It's like Christmas decorations, isn't yeah. it? Uh, <laughs> Christmas box. A straight year. Second missus, first missus, <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. A, Mrs. B. A stray earring or a stray yeah. bobble or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. A picture. One picture. Yeah. yeah. Fucking dirty bastard, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> a fucking animal. You'll love me, will he? <laughs> he was unbelievable, though. As a player, he was oh, just incredible. Uh, brilliant. <laughs> I'm bothered about his football ability. <laughs> I like him already. Yeah. Uh, I've bought an M3 to keep them. I love my other M3. Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> That's a definitely a footballer story, that, isn't yeah. it? Like, you know what I mean? Six years at Reading after Birmingham, though. Were you, re- were you ready to move on? Like you say, you weren't getting them chances. Yeah, that's the problem. I just wanted playing football. I just wanted to play football. And, um, you know, at times in my career, if I haven't been playing then and it's, it, it was clear that I perhaps weren't going to play, then, you know, the next thing was me to just sort of get out and play. Uh, I dropped down or, or Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wherever I could go and play, I, I wanted to play. You know, these players and who's happy to sit on the, you know, the subs bench and, and not do and not get on. Do you know what I mean? Keepers are different, you know, I accept that. But every other player, you know, these people that have been at pro Premier League clubs for like five years and played 30 games, got a question, you know, got a question that. Yeah. For me, it was all about playing games, mm-hmm. the match that. day situation. Do you know I'd what I mean? That. I'd have had five years off bench. Yeah? Five years off bench, yeah. Would you? Oh, comfortably. No, would you Comfortably. You always say if I'm not playing, I'm banging on the door. <laughs> do you know what? Like, like, never, let me do you know go. What, though, you talk. You talk like that. I'll never in fucking Premier League. When, would I? when people like you, there's you and Guy Butters was another one at Brighton. You know, everyone sort of I didn't like the game. He Guy Butters and you used to say it as well. I remember you used to say there's only twelve eyes in a football season. That's the end of every month when you got paid, <laughs> didn't you? And do you know what I mean? And I remember um, the the the, the uh, Murph Colin Murphy saying to me, you know what? He'll play more games and play longer than anyone will ever give him credit for. Do you know what I mean? Because he'll carry on playing. Yeah. And the same with Guy Butters. You know, he, uh, he didn't. He gave the impression he didn't love football. Do you know what I mean? But yet he outstayed nearly everyone else. And you did the same. So uh, there's a, there's a deep deep down there's a love in there. I know there is. It's full of shit, Nicky. That's what. It is. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. 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 What a guy, Murph. We'll get onto Murph actually yeah. in a bit. Have you been taking your brain time, Chris? It. I noticed you've got a spring in your step. Absolutely, mate. Without fail. I, I certainly have. Yeah. I, I am absolutely flying. I never felt. I've never felt. I've not felt as this good for a, a long while. Well, if you don't know, brain time is a supplement to help you feel more focused, motivated, energized, and just generally more positive. Good for the mood. Good for the energy. Memory as well. My memory's improved. I don't know if you've noticed. That's a, that's a big one for me. I mean, I, I can remember what you two are both called now. You're both called Chris Brown, I think. But the thing is, especially during lockdown, we're all guilty of getting distracted, aren't mm. we? And especially if you're working from home, easily distracted. We've all been there. You think, oh, I'll just have an hour. You've got a report to get into head office. Packet of odd knobs. Cash under attic. Next, mate. Three hours later. Your balls deep in loose women. Countdown. Your balls deep in loose women. Yeah. Wife, <laughs> comes, think... wife comes home. She's mad because, she, well, your balls deep in loose women and there's obnob crumbs all in couch. <laughs> and you've still got that report to get to head office. Exactly. That's the main thing. You, you've, 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 you've lost your focus on what needs actually doing. Exactly. Well, Brain's Arm Focus is 100% plant-powered range of brain food supplements made in the UK to help you support your focus, your energy, your mood and your memory. We can all vouch for it as being yeah. good gear. I do feel my more sharp. My memory's normally terrible. Really is bad, my memory. There's three different products as well, and you can have a look on the website. Because, I mean, they're all provide focus and energy boost, but they, they're different how they can help you feel. But all you've got to do is go to www.brainzeeb.com. That's B-R-A-I-N-Z-Y-M-E.com. Put in, get this, the code COSH15, and you get 15% off. And you can use that every time you order, plus free delivery. Mm, it's, it's worth a go, 100%. Brainzyme.com. And uh, put in the code COSH15 and get your 15% off. Let us know how you get on as well. If you do order yeah. them, let us know if, how you... How you yeah. Yeah. And as always, thank us later. There's no to thank us up from, thank us later. 
This is literally life changing, lads. Yeah, I've not it lost is. my house keys for eight weeks. <laughs> not exactly where they are in house all the time now. I used to lose them regular. Yeah, so Reading, Reading were probably Reading was my best football at the highest standard, if you like, and yeah. uh, I played up front for some of it on my own. I, 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 we talked about me damaging my knee at um, the cruciate uh, um, at Birmingham, and that was my first real long-term injury, sort of real mental blow, ACL injury, which was I knew nothing about it until I snapped the first one, <clears throat> and then I did another one when I was at Reading, so I knew all about it, and um, that that was tough. That was a tough time. I, I, I snapped it the very last pre-season game before we went in. So if it's a Coolest time to yeah, do yeah, an injury yeah. like that is the week before you go off and start kicking the ball. We've done all the pieces for all you. The work. Yeah, yeah. So it was a, it was a, a tough blow. But I mean, Reading was great years. I mean, uh, I, I said Tommy Burns lost his job because he was just too intense and the players couldn't adapt. And Pards came in and uh, Alan Pardew, untried, untested at that time. And you look at Pards; he's got a bit of a reputation of marmite. People love him or hate him, but for me, Pards was one of the best I've ever yeah. had, you know, he just made us feel so good and, and he, he was the first one that really channeled us in terms of goal setting, you know, break the games down into small batches and he really focused us and and he was, I mean, I mean, I could tell at that point he was going to be a good manager. Was he chocolate? Yeah, I mean, he liked, you know, he, I remember he, we were at pre-season one, one year and, um, he was excited because he was getting his new car. Do you know what I mean? We were down in Exeter and he says, I've got a sports car turning up. And we're thinking, oh, well, hello. do you know what I mean? <laughs> so anyway, they deliver his new car, club car. Do you know what I mean? And it was bright red. It was uh, um, an Alfa Romeo, but it was an estate. And we said, well, it ain't a sports car. He said, of course it's a sports car, Alfa Romeo red. He said, that ain't a sports car, Pards, is it? <laughs> It's an estate, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? But he wouldn't have it, so you know I'm getting a I'm getting a sports car, so that's what it was. But yeah, I mean, it, for me, it was brilliant. How many managers have said to you, oh, "I can't wait for this new car"? Yeah, I'm getting a new car. It doesn't happen. Does no. it? I've never once had a conversation with a manager about his new car. Well, we had we had um, a bit of spare time one afternoon. I'll never forget me and Aidy Williams. He said um, um, he was he mentioned he was going into town, so we heard Pards is going into town, the gaffer. Do you know what I mean? So we said. Um, we said, Gaffer, are you going into town this afternoon? So he said, yeah. So I said, any chance we can jump in with you in your new sports car? <laughs> so he said, yeah, yeah, if you're right. Thinking, fucking hell, I don't want these two. Fucking, especially these two. So anyway, you'd think like, anyway, he said, so I'll be outside two o'clock, whatever time it was. So anyway, his car's outside. So I think he probably presumed that one would get in the front and one in the back, but we both got in the back. <laughs> so he looked around, he went... Taking a fucking piss, aren't they, you two? Think I'm a fucking taxi driver. Did <laughs> 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 uh, you stay in the back or did you pull yeah, in? Oh, no, fucking right, we stood in the back. <laughs> Could you call him Pards as well? Uh, no, nah, we called so, him Gaffer. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, when we went into, um, when, when I went into the office with, with Pards, um, uh, I, I called him Pards. I mean, he was, he was a pretty cool guy. Um, and, and talking about AD Williams, I, I we had the time, it started getting a bit hot, you know what I mean? There was, in terms of, we had a clear focus of where we were going and we had some sort of, he wanted to tighten up on the club fines and things like that. So AD ran the, ran the, uh, ran the club fines. He was the captain at the time, uh, or assistant vice captain. And um, anyway, we had to wear flip-flops in the showers, like we all do, stop you getting cuts, stop you getting verrucas, that sort of thing. And uh, someone nicked AD's fucking flip-flops. His flip-flops have gone. So they said, well, you have to buy some more. Anyway, so... Uh, I just I ain't fucking buying anymore. I had a fucking pair of flip flops in the flip flop box. Someone's taking them. 
So anyway, he's gone in the shower, no flip-flop, that's a fine. And he's got another fine, another fine. Day after day, he's picking up five-pound fines, five-pound fines. Gaffer, fucking, it's a fine aid, flip-flops. So he said, they've gone, Gaffer. Someone's fucking had them. Anyway, he dropped AD about fucking three games later. So ad has gone fucking knocked on the door. He said, he, he said, I fucking couldn't believe it, Floss. I fucking walked in. And there, lining up, on the side of the fucking, in the Gaffer's office, and my flip-flop. <laughs> So he said, so I leant over and he said, I hooked them up with my two fingers. He said, let's, before we get anything right, these are fucking mine. <laughs> but Pards was, was good as gold. He'd take that. And um, yeah, he, he, was, he was good as gold. I mean, we, those times, I mean, I look back now, we had Martin Allen. And you could do, I mean, I don't know if you've ever had Martin Allen on, but we, we, you could do a whole show with Martin Allen, some of the stories of some of the players. That we had some unbelievable things that you you can't get away with. I mean, we went Preston away. We were struggling at the bottom, which is why Tommy Burns left and Pards come in. And uh, he brought Martin Allen, mad dog, as we all know him. Do you know what I mean? And he was fucking crazy. He was just a crazy man. And uh, to a point, and he, we started training and he said, no, 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 stop training. That ain't a tackle. It'd, it'd whistle across to the youth team, boys. Send one across. Brendan Rogers was the manager. Send one across, Brendan. <laughs> Bring a youth, youth team. Stay there, son. This is how you tackle. And run up and clean this kid out. <laughs> clean him out. With a disgusting tackle. <laughs> clean him out. Trailing leg. Over the top of the ball. Oh, God. Lad would be on the floor moaning. He said, that's how you fucking tackle in that situation. <laughs> Unbelievable. And uh, so, uh, but um, yeah, um, we, we, were, we were struggling. We went to Preston away, never forget. They were flying high. David Moyes was, was uh, manager and we were struggling down the bottom and Martin Allen said, we're going to do it completely differently. Court past two. I don't want anyone with boots on, trainers on. Okay. And uh, so we're away deep down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he took us outside the actual ground. To the outside bit. In the car park. In the car park. We're jogging around. He put some cones down in two lines, up, round and back, up, round and back, little heel flicks, high knees, side to side, all the things you do out on the pitch. He said, look at them. That's what. That's how lucky you are to be here. And look at them look, eating their burgers. And, and he had us and, and the burger van. We went behind the burger van and did calf stretches, pushing against the burger van. It was leaning, the old thing was leaning over. <laughs> You know what I mean? You'd have had a heart attack. <laughs> I'd been round the front and fucking away. <laughs> yeah, and, um, and uh, so we, we warmed up outside. And, the, and then when we went on the pitch, he, listen to this, you, won't, you couldn't make it up. He said, whatever half they are in training, warming up, we're going to go and warm up in the same half. So there was, as you're looking down from the fans, there was about 30 people on one half the pitch and no one on the other half the pitch. <laughs> They were going to the referee, ref, they can't do this. And the ref was like, Martin Allen was going, fucking can. Where's it say we can't do it? And so they stood. So there was two keepers in the goal mouth taking crosses. <laughs> <in turn at them. laughs> no one knew which player was putting them in for who. And uh, we, he just wanted to ruffle feathers. And it was the most incredible thing you've ever seen. We drew 2-2. Two, two, and it was a, that was a really good result for us. That was fucking, you know, a, a win, really. Um, but uh, I never, I never forget. On the uh, on the way home, we stopped on um, on the way home. We stopped in a, a country pub that we found in the middle of nowhere, and um, he, he instigated the the bar lady taking her top off. Um, everyone had to put ten pound into a kitty, and the, 
if the girl could have the money if she took her top off for 20 seconds and he, was, <laughs> he spent more time Stop on the off. clock timer than he did looking at the breasts <laughs> five four three oh. <laughs> he, missed the old, he missed the old show I, I mean nowadays you can't do that no, can you can't do it but I mean it was just I mean he wanted to galvanise us and bring us together and um, worked yeah, well yeah I mean as I say the one way or another, the different things they put in place certainly got. We the, the first season, we turned ourselves around. We got into the playoffs, missed out in the playoffs, and the second season got promotion. Oh, yeah. Quite a though. Blakey was there. Blakey was brilliant. He he was just he never stopped. I mean, they called Blakey from on the buses, didn't he? He sort of spoke like that and and sounded like that, but he never stopped. Uh, he never stopped talking, Blakey. I mean, you've had him on, haven't yeah, you? Yeah. And he's, he's a great character. And um, I tell the story about um, me and Aidy Williams because. He's my best friend in football aid and uh, we did uh, the book once we took the book so I took all the bets for the um, the British Open the golf which was always on over pre-season and um, the week before um, w- the week before the, the, the Open started um, the British Open started we we had two games two pre-season friendlies AD went to one and I went to another just so happened and on the coaches we were taking bets so who's this who's that the, the players were all asking for um we're asking for hole in one. How much will you give us for hole in one? So I phoned AD, who was doing the book with me. I said, How much for a hole in one, AD? And he said, 10 to 1. Give him 10 to 1. So everyone's going, I'll have a bit of that. I'll have a bit of that. I'll have... So we started taking bets 10 to 1. He was thinking, Actually, 10 to 1, when you think about it, you think how many old th- par threes there are on a on a golf course, three, three four par threes or three par threes. Uh, and then you think of the amount playing. of players there are over the course of four rounds. That's a lot of goes at uh, all in one. <laughs> you know I mean, so he phoned, he phoned up exactly. So he phoned up his bookmaker. He said, "How much would you give for all in one?" He said, "Oh, no, no more than three or four to one." So he said, "Fucking four, stop taking the bets." <laughs> stop. I said, "Aids, I've taken everyone. I've taken everyone in the squad's done one." And my my side of the game, you know, this this game I was going. Anyway, third all in on the first round the following week, someone got all in one. So we were about four grand down, me and Aidy. So two grand a piece. So I think. So we're walking from the uh, departure lounge to actually get onto the actual plane. And I remember me and AD were crunching numbers on our phones. Oh, my God, he's got one. He's got one. That's two grand. That's 2,300. Two fa- and Glenn Little come behind us and he put our arms, arms round the pair of us. And he went, all right, boys, you two got the only two getting on this plane. I hope it goes down. And yeah. <laughs> Hope it don't make it. <laughs> <laughs> All bets are off. As dry as that. Yeah. People always got me. The only two getting on this plane that hopes it don't make it. <laughs> uh, it quick as you like, like that. <laughs> so you like playing with Darius then? Big I didn't really play a lot with Darius, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, for me, Hughesy, Andy Hughes was, um, you know, he was, he was, a nutter, but a really likable nutter. I love playing up front with Husey. Um I played the the, the out and out forward, um, and he played the number ten just off off me. So I played up front really on my own with Husey. I mean, he, he, as a as an engine, he was brilliant. He was unselfish. He was he was everything I needed in terms of a you know someone to play with, other than you, Parky. Obviously, obviously, well, obviously yeah. I just I just wanted to <laughs> clarify that one. Yeah, uh, no, he, he was brilliant, Husey, and. Um, I mean, he was a great character in the changing room as well. I remember Les Ferdinand signing, you know, and everyone was thinking, Les, oh, he's a great one. Do you know what I mean? You know, all the, you know, sexual contact, 
con- con- conquest that Les has had. I can't get my words out. <laughs> that exciting. <laughs> yeah, there was, Les came with a bit of a reputation, you know, the Danny Bears and all these famous people, you know, Hughes, he was like, I'll ask him, lads, leave it to me, I'll get in. But Les was such a gentleman, such a nice guy, he wouldn't say a word about anyone, so I can't give you a story about that. But... Um, uh, Husey was just like in awe of Les, you know what I mean? What, what's Is that? that what? And the Uzi Uno? Yeah. The 10 dog? Yeah, the 10 dog. Yeah, what's, what's that watch you've got there, Les? So, oh, it's, it's Terminator 2. What? How much was that then, Les? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And Les was really not like that. He didn't like talking about his materialistic things. And yeah. he had some nice things, obviously. You know what, Les, Les Ferdinand's a ledge, isn't he? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Husey was like, what's that then? How much is that worth? And he almost like reluctantly gave the information to Husey, you know? And Husey's like, how many watches you got then, Les? And he's like, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I got a few, Husey. Yeah, but how many you got, Les? <laughs> well... I think I've probably got 11. Here, lads, he's got 11 watches. <laughs> just told everyone, straight away. <laughs> everyone, Les is ready. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'll never forget, though, Les Ferdinand signing at Reading and um, Les came in in his, his Aston every single day. I mean, Jesus, just your Aston is enough, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? And he, he came over from sort of uh, North London, sort of Elstree way, by the studios up there. And, uh, <laughs> and when are you going to bring your helicopter? Hughes, he said to Les. <laughs> Les, Les flew a helicopter so uh, he said uh, oh, I, might, I might bring it in you know what I mean it was two and a quarter hour, two and three quarter hours in his uh, Aston Martin and uh, he, he sort of said Les, Les is bringing his helicopter in today so anyway <laughs> it's like us kids you know what I mean we suddenly Les is, Les is here everyone calm down Les is here Les comes around surfing the training ground never forget comes down and this helicopter goes down like this lands turns everything on, do, 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 do. you know what I mean? Gets out his helicopter, shuts the door, and no word of a lie, he walks off about 10 yards and goes, oh, beep, beep, and locks it. As <laughs> though <laughs> so anyone's gonna nick his helicopter. <laughs> Let someone stake your helicopter, okay? <laughs> he alarmed his helicopter. It'd be easy. <laughs> Though, so everyone's like, oh, Husey's like, Les, can you take me up in the helicopter? <laughs> and Les is such a nice guy. I, I never have a word, wrong word against him. But he was that worried that the um, that the youth team was still training at the end of training. He said, Husey, I'll take you up, but not until the youth team have finished training because in case, do you know what I mean? I wouldn't want that on my conscience, but I come down on the pitch, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And uh, so Husey waited around till about four o'clock because <laughs> Brendan Rogers was training them like oh, a double session, afternoon and that, and... Husey waited until for everyone must have thought, fuck this, I'm going home. Do you know what I mean? And But Husey waited until four o'clock to have a five minute ride in Les's helicopter. his chopper. I don't know whether Les was, I don't know whether Les was CRB'd or not. But. I mean, he's got some chopper as Les. Can <laughs> <laughs> you just see that in him as yeah. well? He's un- you'll agree, he's unbelievable having the changing room. Just for, the, the lads love him. Yeah. But he just provides that much entertainment for he's, that reason. He's brilliant. You know I mean? Husey is. I, I, I love the fella. I really do. <laughs> what was the crack with uh, Kenneth Branagh? Yeah, I mean, at, at Reading, it was. Um, it was. I mean, Medeski. You know, he was. He was like a lot of the ones. Big name, and I remember we had a great night, a, a, a really good win. And um, when we had a good win, Medeski would often come down into uh, into the change rooms. And one day he walked through. And he walked through this geezer, he's got, followed him through, he's got a brown jacket, just a pair of jeans, brown loafers, and you look and think, uh, can I ask Kenneth Branagh? Do you know what I mean? Like, um, 
thespian actor or something half of the lads didn't know who he was I'll have to be honest with you I don't do you know what I mean uh, well he was Gilderoy Lockhart on uh, Harry Potter you'll know right. now yeah. but anyway he, he's like um, famous actor and I, I never forget someone went um, real life theatre out there weren't there tonight Mr Branner <laughs> not that acting shit <laughs> <laughs> Kenneth Branagh, OBE. <laughs> Real life theatre out there, wasn't it? That acting shit. I wouldn't be surprised if it was Husey. It, was, it, was, it was someone else, but oh, I think, jeez, there's no filter there. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy, he, he did not bat an eyelid, Kenneth Branagh. He looked so out of his comfort zone. I mean, you put him in front of a camera, in front of people, and or on a stage in front of 500 people, 1,000, 2,000 people, He'd control the audience, but you brought him into that in that alien dressing room, yeah, and it was fucking yeah, yeah. I mean, imagine he was probably actually quite nervous. He yeah. was he was absolutely petrified. You yeah. could tell, and that didn't help settle his nerves. <laughs> <laughs> Acting shit. <laughs> you similar thing then at Redden. You found yourself that you weren't going to be playing as much as you wanted, or yeah, I mean, I, I was. Uh, I sort of I struggled a bit with an injury that they couldn't really get to the bottom with. I I, I, um, I had a groin problem that was sort of persistent, and um, I sort of lost my way a little bit. Kitson came in, so it, I sort of played, and but it was the beginning towards of the end. Really, I've been there six years, and, and it was just a natural progression. And um, um, in fact. Um, Pards came in for me. He'd gone to West Ham by then, um, and Pards came in for me. So I had the choice to go to West Ham in the Prem, and um, and and chose to go to Ipswich. Uh, I mean, Joe had been chasing Joe Royal at Ipswich, been chasing, chasing, chasing me for for some time, and um, you know, he, you know, I thought, you know what, he wants me to play for him. He wants me to be there. So and and I don't regret it. I mean, Ipswich is a great club. It really is an amazing club. The pitch was has always been brilliant, isn't it? Mm. And um, you know, I had good times there. There were some good characters there. I remember Jim Magilton, I mean, great, great character, went on to take over the reins as the manager. And Kevin Orlock, if you remember him, yeah. uh, great character. Kev, I mean, he used to, um, no one no one was safe when he was injured because he went through a time, right, of if, if we were injured, if he was injured, everyone would go out training and he'd get everyone's phone out and he'd go through their phone and text. Uh, he'd go, phone, phone book, mum mobile, my cock smells. <laughs> and so all the players would get back after training and their mothers would be saying, oh, that's nice, darling, but I don't know why I need to know that. <laughs> He'd text things like that to players. <laughs> Lads oh, God. used to take all their phones out onto the training ground and leave them in a little bag or a box at the side of the pitch. <laughs> so Valley, a, val- a valuables bag at the side of training. <laughs> How, how old was he at this point? Huh? How old was he? Oh, yeah, Kev Orlock. Oh, I don't know. But, he's, uh, <laughs> but, but I remember Jim Magilton. Jim Magilton was a great character. I remember Kev Orlock played about the first 15 minutes of one game and he'd give the ball away pretty much every single time he got it. And he went up for Edda and he got knocked out. Spark out he was. And Jim Magilton came over, looked at him, and then he was just coming round. Do you know what I mean? The old sparrows going circling round his head. And he said to the physio, he said, when he wakes up, tell him he's fucking Ronaldinho. <laughs> <laughs> I were it signing for Bill Parkinson then at all? Because he, obviously you played with him yeah. at Reading. Yeah, I mean, uh, um, it sort of came to a head with Jim once. I remember playing at Stoke and uh, about 10 minutes into the game, I've cut through on a, not, a, a, tight, a tight angle and I should have squared it across really to Bowditch or whoever was there or someone like that. And... Uh, 
I went for a shot, greedy, typical, and, and the keeper saved it or I missed. And Jim was like screaming, you greedy fucking bastard. Hey, you, hey, hey. And he wouldn't let it go. He just wouldn't let it drop. Do you know what I mean? You know, when he's just like, even this was about 10, 15 minutes in. At 42 minutes, he's going, hey, you, you. Fucking still in the ear. And in the end, yeah. I just went, just fucking shut up. You know what I mean? You know when he had enough. Yeah. And anyway, so I fucking walk into the changing rooms at half time thinking, oh my God, here we go. Well, the door fucking flew off its foot. You greedy bastard. You know, he just kept on and on. I remember saying to him, he's going, I said something back. He went, shut your fucking mouth. Shut up, otherwise I'll fucking take you off. And I said, go on then. So he went, all right, you're off. <laughs> and the moment you do that, you think, fucking, why did I say that? <laughs> and uh, I mean, we, we got over it. We were fine. I apologised. And he actually said, yeah, I, I shouldn't have, I should have just let you go. Let, let, you know, shouldn't have carried on so long. Um, but I sort of, I think Jim could see that he was, he was quite a volatile character. So, you know, Hull came in for me and I said, look, I'd like to go. And, uh, you know, I've been with Parky before. I respect Parky a lot, you know. He's uh, <clears throat> he's an honest man. And, um, you know, he, unfortunately, he just couldn't get it right. There's just the the dynamic of the squad, you know, when we were there was was too, 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 um, too fractured. You know, we had, yep. I think we had two different dressing rooms, didn't we? Mm. Half, half trained in one dressing room, half changed in the other dressing room. And there was a real split. There was a real divide. Yeah, and it was a difficult time. There was uh, there was a lot. As I say, that was the, that was the biggest divide in any squad or dressing room I've ever encountered. Did Phil Brown managed to change <laughs> that divide. Um, he did ultimately. I mean, it, what he did is um, he was very much allied to that rear guard and got them on side because yeah. they were very powerful. Um, Barnes, you know, Mister Hull, you know, he was it was his club. You know, he was uh, club legend. From Hull, local boy. Um, Ash was a strong character. Ian fetched Ashby. Dean Owen, didn't he? Huh? He fetched Dean Owen, Dean Windass. Yeah, he brought Dean Windass in. But the tide turned and in the end, it, it sort of, it did come back together in the end. And, um, you know, it, it, well, it obviously did because they got promoted. But that yeah. was all due to the fact that I left. We stayed up that year, didn't we? Yeah. I left that summer. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Dean, yeah, I mean, Dino was, uh, I mean, you, you've had Dino, you've had Dino on, yeah. Yeah, he's, such a, he's, he's a great lad, isn't he? I mean, uh, there's a running joke in football, isn't there, where whenever someone new comes into the dressing room, so we say, uh, what did you get? You know, what, 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 what did you get in terms of money? And, and no footballer ever talks about money. You know, <laughs> you can have rumours of this player on this yeah. and this player on this and you look at the salaries on the internet I probably should imagine they're miles away you know what I mean because no player talks about the money and uh, I remember you say uh, what did you get as your basic and players say fuck off <laughs> I remember Dean Wendass he got on the coach and someone said what did you get Dino he said uh, five grand a week a grand appearance a grand a goal <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like the way he said it you knew he was being honest <laughs> he weren't quick enough to get those figures out and lie <laughs> and I remember Ian Ashby looked at him and went you fucking egg. <laughs> <laughs> but Dino was like that. He was brilliant. And um, I mean, he scored some good goals. He yeah. scored some, some goals. He kept us up really, didn't he? Yeah. In terms of, uh, he must have scored 10 in 10 games. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I remember us winning against Cardiff or drawing Cardiff away, second, third game to go. And I think it sort of got safe. Yeah. Sort I of mathematically, we could have still gone down, but we pretty much had made it by then. And, and yeah, I mean, it was brilliant. But um, it was a difficult time. It was a difficult time. Yeah, Murph. Colin Murphy. Yeah, I mean, he's brilliant. I mean, I was out of it, like I said, at one point. And he, he Murph was, um, Colin Murphy. Is it Colin Murphy? Yeah. yeah, I mean, he was like 
one of the coaches, but not the assistant or the assistant to the assistant. He was like fourth down the road, but he was there because he was a really good character, seen a thousand and one games of football. Do you know what I mean? So he was a font of knowledge in terms of old fashioned boy. But I remember I was phased out and doing a little session. The first team were all playing first team squad and there was me and about three others doing a session. And I should imagine uh, Steve, uh, Phil Brown said, uh, you're putting a session on today, Murph, for four of them. I think, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? How can you put an hour and a half session on for four players? <laughs> and he got us doing all these little things, little running and his little skill games, a little this like that. And uh, I said, cheers, Murph, thanks for that. And he said, Fozzie, I've got over a million of those sessions in my head. <laughs> <laughs> But, it was uh, just dry work. Dry oh, he was, it? yeah. But I mean, he's a good character. I remember he, he somehow got hold of, we were playing against a team on the Saturday and he managed to get hold of the uh, the other team's team assessment of us. So as a bit of fun, he, he got it out. And uh, he said, okay, guys, he said, we're playing against um, Preston, let's say, for example. He said, I've got their assessment of us, Hull. And he said, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go through it. And uh, he said... Something like Boaz Myhill. He said, strange keeper, cannot kick. You know, so he's going for him one. i never forget, he got to you, Park. He went, John Parkin, fat, not fit. <laughs> uh, next player. Uh, <laughs> their assessment on you, Park. Fat, not fit. And I remember you scored. <laughs> we won the game, you scored. Uh, uh, was going back down south part of wanting to leave? All? Yeah, I mean... Um, um, I lived, um, I mean, I, I loved living in, in Hull. I lived in Beverly, just north of Hull. So it was a lovely place. And yeah. I, 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 I was on my own. My wife, um, the, the, the children, the stepkids or kids, whatever you want to call them, uh, they were, one of them was going through GCSEs. And um, my wife said, look, if you go, we'll stay down and, and keep the base down here. So I traveled up and down. Mm. So it was, uh, <clears throat> it was a good experience. Um, it was tough living away from home, um, but um, ultimately, yeah, I mean, we got married. The year I left, we got married, and um, Brighton came in for me. Uh, it just seemed like the, the, the natural move, do you know what I mean? So Mickey Adams came in later on? Yeah, I mean, we um, Dean Wilkins uh, lost his job, and uh, Mickey Adams came in, um, previously managed at Brighton, done well. And uh, I mean, he was a fan's favourite, Mickey Adams, but he was a tough character. Did that work for him? Uh, ultimately, no, he lost his job, but then every manager <laughs> loses their job in football, didn't they? Um, you know, every manager. Uh, and, and, um, <clears throat> but did it work for him? Uh, to a point. So when you said you fell out with Gus Poyet, did, it, did that get heated? No, never got heated. I mean, the, the, the situation was Gus came in and I was um, club captain um, playing, doing, doing well, and he, he like I say, he, he needed to drop a bomb under the place. He felt it was too soft. I remember him first day. He said training down, down on the training ground at ten thirty, boys, and at ten thirty three, ten thirty four, the lads were still wandering down. You know, boots not done up, no shin pads on, or no strappings and things like that. And I remember him saying, "Boys, this is the very last time this happens." you're not on the training ground ready to train at 10.30 from now on you won't train and he shot a, a shot across everyone's bowels really which is what he needed let's be honest mm -hmm. if you're starting somewhere at 10.30 to walk down at 10.35 is disrespectful yeah. you know, when you yeah. look at it now when we're kids and, and, and in that bubble we sometimes don't fucking hell he's being out of order why is he picking on me yeah. do you know yeah. what I mean but when we look as we get that little bit older and we think about how we'd do it 
it pissed me off if someone walked down at fucking 10.35 when I said we're starting at 10.30, boots undone. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But in, in terms of Gus, Gus needed to make a, a statement to the squad. And my, my problem with Gus, and the reason why we fell out, is that, I mean, by the end of, uh, towards the end of January, I was top scorer. I scored 16, 17 goals, which is a good return at that time. And um, a team that was sort of struggling, otherwise they wouldn't have sacked Russell Slade, who was the one that lost his job before Gus came in. And... Uh, it was coming to, I was out of contract at the end of the season. So I knocked on his door and said, Gus, what's happening contracts? He said, no contracts to anyone. He said, I will not be giving any contracts to any player. Uh, so don't come knocking on my door. I said, okay, fine. And two days later, he gave a contract to um, Crofty. He gave him a two-year contract. So I knocked on his door again and said, Gus. So he'd scored 17 goals, right? Yeah. I, 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 why, is he, why is he throwing the bomb under you? Uh, well, no, he didn't. Is is the, the how it manifested itself is that um, he are he he said there's no contracts. Uh, two days later, someone was given a contract, so I knocked on the door and said, "Gus, look." He said, "Well, there's no contract." I said, "Well, that ain't true, is it?" Because Crofty, he said, "Well, I sort of agreed that with Crofty anyway." I said, "Well, that ain't my problem. My problem is that unfortunately, I'm out of contract at the end of the season. I think I've done well enough." I said, "Gus, I tell you what, then, Gus, if you don't want to give me a contract, just give me a heads up. What do you want from me?" Yeah, you know just I mean? want to know where you are. Be honest with me. I'm not a kid. I said, whatever the scenario, Gus, you can say, Foz, I'll give you a contract. Just fucking keep looking after me and I'll look after you. That would have been fine. He could have said, Foz, your age is a problem for me. Just fucking give me everything you've got, but I won't be giving you a new contract. I would have said, okay, fine. Uh, probably looked after myself a bit, but I would have still tried because I wanted a, a contract somewhere. Yeah. Or he could have said, um, Foz, I don't fancy you. You ain't in my plans at all. Uh, look for another club now. But he, he said nothing. He said no, uh, nothing. I said okay, Gaffer. I said let me ask you this. Then I said, am I allowed to look around for another club? And he said, Foz, you can do what you like. So I took that as yeah. if he's saying I can go, then I'm, I'm surplus to requirements. Um, the problem was I was top scorer. Um, uh, captaincy had been taken off me by then um, <clears throat> and given to Crofty, but. Uh, so my agent spoke to my agent and he put out on the wire so on the scrolling along the bottom of Sky Sports that Friday afternoon Nicky Forster has been given permission to speak to other clubs I deemed that as that's what he said mm. to me so uh, we were walking to get on the coach we had Charlton um, that, that next day and um, as I walked to get on the coach parked my car up walked across the old flyover across the M25 <laughs> got to the coach he went hello Crofty hello so and so you, you can fuck off home and I said, right, okay. So he said, I'll, I'll see you tomorrow morning at the ground at 10 o'clock. And on a, on a Sunday, we'd come in and do a cool down. So I walked in, uh, the, the lads did a cool down. I did what I had to do, which was some running or something like that. Went to see the gaffer. They said, he's gone on. I said, oh, he's asked to see me. He said, well, he's gone on. So I went to see him next day. Wouldn't speak to me. Went to see him next day. In the end, he just said, uh, no, don't want you here. And then just... Uh, what what I didn't like is the way he went about it is that he had me running up and down the side of the pitch whilst everyone else was training. You know, at 33 years old, you know, if he didn't want me, he didn't want me. And he, he sort of tried to sort of vilify me a little bit. And I, and the day I left, um, I went to Charlton. Uh, I remember Charlie Oatway coming up to me and saying, uh, um, on the day before the transfer deadline, uh, what is it, third Thursday of March? Uh, second yeah, Thursday of March. Where, weeks, yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie Oakway said, uh, Foz, uh, you're leaving. You're going to Charlton. Uh, we've got a new striker in better than you. And I said, Char, I said, Char, let me get this right. I said, if I want to go Charlton, I'll go Charlton. Um, but 
otherwise I'll, I'll do what I want to do you know you ain't telling me where I'm going yeah. but you don't want to rip his head off nah he's no. better no. so um, uh, I, I I went to Charl <laughs> 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 but I want to make it clear it was my choice <laughs> um but anyway, the day I, I, I left, my last day of training, I said, Gus, can I have a word? And uh, it was a sunny day. I said, um, it looked like he wanted to get away, not talk. You know, when someone you think, oh, well, oh. yeah. I said, Gus, can we sit down on the grass and have a chat? You know, 10 minutes, you know, 10 minutes your time. That's all I'm asking. So he sat down on the grass, boots off, trainers off, whatever I had. And, uh, you know, so it was pretty relaxed. And I said, what was the script, Gaffer? I said, like, I said, it weren't what, you know, it weren't the fact that you... You wanted to make a statement. It weren't a fact that it, it was the way you went about it. And he said, Foz, he said, I had to make a, a real statement to the club. And he said, uh, with you, it was your age. I weren't too sure about your age, whether I was going to give you another contract. Why didn't I, he say that? I said, all you had to do, Gus, was tell me that. Yeah. I said, even if you had said to me, Gus, Foz, I probably, I'll be honest with you, age is a problem. I want to go to a younger squad, but I do need you. Just screw your load for me. And, you know, you know the game. I said, Gus, I would have fucking played for you. Mm. I still would have played for you because I, I, I you know, I, I would have done. That's my character. He said, well, I don't know you well enough to know that. He said, you might, you know. But Do you think he wanted he, you to kick off? Huh? Do you think he wanted you to kick off? So <coughs> no, he could, I So think, he could make no, that statement? No, I, I um, do you know what? There, we, we were slightly different in terms of characters. Um, but I see Gus now and, um, you know, he uh, we, we talk and uh, we, we're, we're absolutely fine. And I've got no problems with Gus and I I'm pretty sure he ain't got any problems with me. Yeah, much to do with Tony Bloom there then. Yeah, I mean, he, Tony was... Um, Tony, I, 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 I like Tony. He had a vision for the club and, and he's realised it. But his partner which is a nice move on to my next club, which was going back to Brentford. His partner um, was Matthew Benham, who's the owner of Brentford. So I left Brighton and went to Brentford and, and Brighton chairman and Brentford Bloom and Benham hate each other because they were partners and, and fell out for one reason or another. I mean, I remember a story when uh, uh, Bloom, I was at Brighton and uh, we were playing Brentford and Bloom got on the team coach just before the game and said look guys um, you won't know this but uh, you know their chairman their owner I really don't like him you know if you win there's an added incentive I'll give you guys all a bonus so we're thinking oh, here we go we've got a few quid in the bank here do you know what I mean and uh, so we won the game and uh, I went in to see Mickey Adams who was manager at the time he said Foz uh, uh, the chairman's offered to take everyone to Goodwood to the day festival down there to the racing track and you can um, drive some um, classic old vintage cars around the track. He said, go and ask the lads what day they want to do it. <laughs> well, half our lads were London boys and uh, when we dropped it into them, they said, uh, nah, nah, we'll leave it. We don't know it. So I had to go back to the gaffer and say, gaffer, lads don't want to do it. <laughs> Unbelievable. So expecting a few quid in an envelope. Oh, they're just thinking like we might have like a right nice touch here. Do you know what I mean? But, uh, you get to so, drive an old fucking Jaguar XKR. But I, 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 should, I wonder if Bloom was down there thinking, um, what's the most obscure thing we could offer that they really won't want to do? Yeah. <laughs> Save himself a few quid. It would be worse if he was really excited about it. They're going to love this. Yeah, I know. They're yeah, going to love he it. probably was. Yeah, he almost seen it as a snub. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, yeah, there was a rivalry between the two. Cheers, man. 
Yeah, top man, pal. Yeah, it's been, it's been good. Do you know what? It, it, one thing as I've come to the end of football, for a while it takes us all a while to adapt to come out of football, doesn't it? It is, I call it a bubble, and it's a great analogy with coronavirus. These Every day we're talking about bubbles now, aren't we? Do you know what I mean? But you come out of football and you're outside the bubble, you know, the bubble of you're going into the training ground, there's breakfast laid out for you, you've got your towel rolled up, you've got all your kit in there, your socks, your pants, everything. you know what I mean? Bar coming and stripping it down and putting them on. Which, <laughs> you, you probably did get someone to do that. Every decision was made for you. Mm. And uh, when I come out of football, we all, we all struggle to a point when we come out of football. And um, for a while, I didn't want to talk about, I didn't look back at football at all. Do you know what? Done that. Push it to our Moving side. on. And that was my way of dealing with it, I think. And it, I'm just more and more now as I as I start to do the I, I, I do training with people now and and motivational speaking and, and goal setting stuff with some players, I start to think about and talk about it a lot more and things like this. It make it makes me fall in love with it all again. Do you know what I mean? Because fundamentally, we were lads that played football that loved playing football that got just, paid for it. Yeah, we're lucky enough to. to Same as Brett Almerod said, mate. It's not a podcast; it's mate's therapy. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, it is, and you know what? I pick up the phone to Aidy Williams, and we chat stories over, and we love it. Mm. But I don't really do it openly to other people too much, and we should do because um, you know the stories that that we've all got. Uh, someone somewhere is going to want to listen to. Yeah, exactly, mate. You know, I, I, I listen. I, I, I've always said it as well that everyone, everyone should write a book. Everyone should write a book. You might not think you've got a story, but you've got a story that says somewhere someone as uh, is going to want to read. Yeah, and definitely. And I'll tell you why. Because my nan, who I don't suppose any of you know, uh, <laughs> she died when she was ninety-nine, and she wrote a book called Life in Grandma's Day. Um, back when in in nineteen thirty, she wrote it, and there's a copy of it, and I've read through it. You know, and it just. It's just incredible. Do you know what I mean? She lived up near Lincoln, funnily enough. And uh, uh, it tells, not only is it because it's my grandma, but it talks about how she washed clothes and things like that. And, and it might sound boring, but because it's part of our family, it's, it's yeah. interesting. So you should write it because you never know someone somewhere down the line. It might be your son's son, 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 son. But you should write a book. Well, I've written one, mate. We're fucking shy. <laughs> <laughs> the printed ten copies. I've got fucking nine in garage. <laughs> <laughs> no, but top man, mate. Thank you very much, guys. Guys, nice well. one. <laughs>
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.